Good evening and thank you for joining us at Sherwood Online. We are so grateful that you join us tonight. Tonight we would like you to turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. We're going to talk about the biblical response. What should be our biblical response? Because if we all look at the news, look at the things that are going on, we have seen some tremendous things happen in 2020. And all of us are asking ourselves, God, what should we do? And, and I'm just going to give a few of those events on the timeline. On January the 3rd, we saw uh, an impending war with Iran. February the 11th, we saw the new coronavirus disease, which had its first case in the United States on January the 21st, received an official name from the WHO, which is COVID-19. And then on March 13th, we had another tragic thing happen in our, company, our, our country. Miss Taylor, a 26-year-old African-American, uh, emergency medical technician was shot eight times by the Louisville Police Department. On April the 12th, and we saw at least 30 people that were killed and 1.3 million people left without electricity after an Easter tornado outbreak across the South. And then also, on May 26, we saw the brutal murder of George Floyd. And as I look at all these events, I look at the things that are going on in our country, and I have to say, you know, God, how do I even process this? God, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to lead my family? How am I supposed to lead Bible studies? What should be my appropriate response? Should I, should I get on Facebook and rant and go all the way left? Or should I say nothing and, and then get numerous texts and different things asking me why I didn't say anything? And so there is this pressure for me, particularly, okay, how do I respond to this issue? And unfortunately, there are people that are there that if you don't respond in this way, you're going to get criticized. But if you respond too much, you're going to get criticized. So, so I asked God, I said, God, how do I handle this? Because I want to run this race and be found faithful. I want to run this race, this Christian race, and still be found faithful. I also, I want to live in a way that pleases God. I don't want to be driven by society. I want to live in a way that pleases God. But then I also, I want to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. God, I want to hear you say, well done. I don't want to be tripped up by the events of this world. I want to hear my Savior say, well done. And so that led me to the question. I said, God, I need to know what is the biblical response through Christ Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit, that will allow me to not only minister to my family, but to minister to the body of Christ. And so as I was reading, I stumbled upon Romans chapter 12. And if you can turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. You can't read chapter 12 without first reading chapter 11. Because in chapter 11, Paul is specifically talking to the Gentiles. He's, he's asking them and he's telling them that you have been grafted into the body of Christ and, and, and Christ has came and made you alive. And, and through, through your salvation, God is making the Jews jealous of, of your salvation. So he says, hey, I want you to continue to walk in a way that's pleasing unto the Lord. And so as I read that more and more, I went into verse tw in chapter 12 and this is where he says, okay, since all of this has happened, since you have participated in the grace of God, this is what you need to do. And he leads us into chapter 12. There's a gentleman by the name of William Erdman, and this is what he said about Romans 12. 
He says, God's forgiveness and love spur us on to live up to our new calling, to reshape our whole way of thinking and manner of life. Wow. This is what the Bible should do. It should transform our thinking and allow us to think and to act in a way that pleases God. You know, it's easy to jump on a train and to follow the society and to look at things that are socially good, socially good and socially well, but man, what pleases God? And so in Romans 12, this is what it says. If you can read along with me. Paul says, therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice that is holy and acceptable unto God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think so as to have a sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace that's given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, its service, in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, if, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, or he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So as I read that message, and I remembered what he said about the Gentiles in Romans chapter 11. I said, God, I've got one responsibility in all this. And that one responsibility is to give your name glory and to tell, broadcast people, to people, about the love of Christ. And there's many ways that I can do that. Even though I am sensitive to the issues that are going on, I am angry about some of the issues that's going on. But God says, I need you to stay focused. Stay focused on the biblical solution. Don't look at the, the easy, quick fixes in this. He says, I want you to focus on the biblical solution. And so here we are. Point number one, what is the biblical solution? Number one. I must respond with an action that is acceptable to God. I must respond with an action that is acceptable to God. This is what the verse says. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, acceptable, which is your spiritual service of worship. If there is anyone that I need to be pleasing, it is the Lord. There is no way that I can walk as a Christian and say, you know, I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm just, I'm just going to go to where my feelings are taking me. I have one major purpose, and that is to be acceptable and pleasing unto the Lord. Look at what Romans 6 and 13 says. He says, and do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. And what that means is everything that I have should be presented to God for righteousness. That includes my mouth, my thoughts, my, my physical actions. 
I need to present everything I have because I've been brought back from the dead to, 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 to honor and glorify the Lord. I can't be trapped in this circle. I can't be looking at social media and thinking that I need to respond in a certain way. The first point that I need to do, the first thing that I need to do is be pleasing unto the Lord. Also look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. This is what it says. It says, you also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are being built up. We can't afford to slide back. We're being built up for the day that we finally see him. And so, saints, I don't know where you are today. But your response, your biblical response to the issues that are going on today needs to be acceptable and pleasing in the eyes of the Father. Let's go on to point number two. Point number two. I must respond from a renewed mind. I must respond from a renewed mind. This is what verse 2 says. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And, 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 I, and when I look at this scripture, I almost get the, the picture of being just squeezed into this mold, into this ball that, that society is, is trying to make for you. He says, If you don't think like this, I'm going to have to unfriend you. If you don't say this, if you don't address this, you know, you're not my friend anymore. And, and, and they're trying to conform you into this image of the world. And the Bible says, be not conformed to the image of this world. Be, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the renewal of the mind comes in looking at God's word. And seeing what God's word has to say for me and about this particular situation. And, and the result is is this, so that you may prove. You see, when you start following what God says based off the scripture, people are going to look at you. They're going to see your actions, your reactions, your responses. And you will be proving through following the scripture what is good, acceptable, and perfect in the will of God. And that's what we want to be, saints. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 32. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 32. This is what it says. So this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you did not learn Christ in this way. You didn't learn how to be like that. When you accepted Christ, you accepted his fullness, and you accepted the Bible as the inerrant truth of God. And he's saying that, hey, don't be caught up in the ways of the Gentiles. You need to be looking at how you learned Christ. Compassionate, loving, caring, looking out for the good of all the saints. That's how 
we saw Christ. That's how we learn. That's what we learn. Because, listen, if you are saved, you were, you were driven or you were drawn by the love of Christ. You were drawn by his love. And so the same love that we've been drawn with, we need to distribute or to give out to others. So point number three. Point number three. First, I must respond in a way that is acceptable unto God. And then I must respond in a way from a renewed mind. But then next, I must respond from a position of humility. Respond from a position of humility. In verse 3 of chapter 12 in Romans, it reads this. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each the measure of faith. Okay, you're not always right. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Make sure your thinking is in line with, with God's word. And I'm walking in humility. I'm not trying to over-talk people, but I'm listening and walking in humility. I'm taking in what people are telling me, and then I'm going back to the word and, 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 and going over it through the word and saying, Lord, what would you have me to do? Turning your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 through 13. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. And this is what it reads. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed and not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and with trembling. For it is God who is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. One of the things I've noticed about people, we're not working or we're not responding from a position of humility, willing to listen to others. You should be working out of the fear and admonition of God, not to please other people, sitting back, listening, watching, waiting, combing the scriptures through, asking God, God, what should I say? What should I do? God, I know that people will be offended by the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Lord, what's the, what's the response that I walk in humility that you want me to do? And then next, the last point is this. Now that we've covered how I need to respond, you know, acceptable unto God, walking in humility, and, and you know, how do I now practically walk this out? Pastor Ken, what do I need to do to practically walk out what God has told me? Well, here it is. We must respond, number four, we must respond with the gifting God has provided to you. This is verses four through eight. Listen to this. Here's the word. For just as we have many members in one body and all members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ have and individually members of one another. Listen, members of one another. You are not your own. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. We, we belong to one another. You can't get on social media cutting people down because we're one. We, we are one. We are members of one another. 
You've got to watch the things that you're saying. You've got to watch the things that you're thinking. You've got to watch the way that you're conveying this message across your your different mediums. You are not your own. We're members of one another. If I'm saying something that is offending my brother and sister, I need to be careful because you you can still speak the truth in love and not lose any friends over it. You can sit down with someone and have a gracious lunch or a gracious conversation with them and still not lose them. You need to have grace. We all need to have grace during these difficult times. And listen to what else it says. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let each of us exercise them accordingly. Now, when I I said exercise, you probably just tuned me out right there when I said exercise. But he's saying that, Take the gifts that God has given you and you exercise them. You start using them. Now, as I put this back in context, Paul is talking to the Gentiles. The Gentiles are being excluded from certain things because they didn't grow up like the children of Israel did. They didn't have the law like the children of Israel did. And so they were being excluded from a lot of things and kind of being pushed out. But Paul says, listen, no, you did not learn Christ's way. I need you to exercise your gifts in love through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because that's what draws people. He says, if prophecy, according to the propitiation of his faith, then prophesy. Now, when I talk about prophecy, the, these gifts that I'm getting ready to mention are individual gifts. These, these are gifts that have been given to individuals through the power of the Holy Spirit for you to make God's name known in the world. And so as I talk about these individual gifts, you will understand, you will know exactly where you fall in at. The first one he lists is prophecy. The gift of communicating and enforcing revealed truth. Prophecy, the gift of communicating and enforcing revealed truth. Now, there are some people that I have saw on social media, and they have been able to eloquently take the word of God and, and relate truth in a way that many, many people understand it. Not only there, but also in the pulpit on Sunday morning, you have pastors. Our pastor is able to relate the word of God in truth and sincerity. That has the gift of communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are people that know how to do that. Now, when we get in, we get in trouble, this is, this is where we get in trouble at. Sometimes people, you will think this is your gift, And you will get on social media and you'll start trying to wax eloquently. And I'm looking at my phone like, man, what in the world are they saying? Operate in your gift. Whatever gift God has given you, you operate in that so that you can make his name known throughout the earth. Number two, service. The ability to render aid. Service. The ability to render aid. Maybe during these difficult times, you have said, you know, I am, I'm not a prophet. I, I, I understand that. But guess what? I'm going to use my gifts for God's glory, whether it be a food distribution, whether it be taking food to senior adults, whether it be talking to someone in the grocery store with my mask on. You are going to render service or render aid to others. Because by doing this, you show the love of God. Look at the gifts that God, just take a second. Think about the gifts that God has given you. And yours may be service. You say, you know, how do I serve God in this difficult time? 
how do I, how do I serve him through the pandemic, the, the racial tension? God, how do I do that? And he wants us to use the gifts that he's given us to do that. The third one, teach. The ability to instruct, to impart knowledge. When, when these things started happening, the teacher and you should have jumped up. The teacher should have been saying, you know what, man, I'm going to jump in the scriptures. I'm going to see what God says about these things. And, and you know, I'm not going to go from, you know, to the right or to the left. I'm going to get right in scripture and see what God says. And then I'm going to get on Zoom and I'm going to teach my class and we're going to see what God says. Not my personal opinions, but we're going to see what God says. That's how. That's how we should respond. Look at the next one. Exhortation. The ability to encourage, man, I, I love to see people who have this gift. Maybe you have people that are down and, and, and out and, and they just don't know who to talk to or what to do. And these are those people that come alongside you and say, hey, how you doing? You okay? Hey, I just want to encourage you, man. You, you, you are doing a great job for the Lord, man. I thank God for you and your family. I thank God for what you're doing. I thank God for the message that you, I mean, just really, really lightens your spirit. There are people who've been given that gift. And during this time, you need to be exercised. If that's your gift, you need to be exercising your gift. And I want to challenge you. In all of these categories, you should be looking for people who don't look like you to, to, to do or to, to utilize this gift. Because when I do that, it helps people see and, and it removes the the. The expectation, it removes the, you know, the racism, it removes all those things because you're like, I, I thought that w- that person was like this, but they really turned out to be like this. And that's what we should be doing. Exhortation. If you're a giver, the ability to share, you're taking your resources and giving them so that people can, can hear about the gospel. Man, at the Hope Center, we have been truly blessed. People have given and given and given of themselves and given of their resources, not from their abundance of resources. Some people have given sacrificially because that's their gift. They, they want to utilize their gift for building up the kingdom of God. And they have did that during this pandemic and during these racial tensions. Some of you, the next one is lead. It's to lead. The ability to, re- to direct others to one common goal. Some of you can get out there and, man, you start pointing and you're lining people up and you're making sure things get done so that the people of God can work and to serve his people of this city, this country, of this world. And then the last one is mercy. Mercy. We need doers. We need givers. We need people that uh, prophesy. We need teachers. We We need all those things. But we also need people who exhibit mercy. That mercy can, mercy can be defined as a compassionate willingness to help those in trouble. You need people that can sit down with others and just really kind of talk through some issues. Talk through what's going on in their life. Talk through how this is affecting them and their families and the conversations that they're having. You need to have those. And so with each of these gifts, God takes them all those gifts, he wraps them up and he gives them to a hurting world. Brothers and sisters, that's the body of Christ. That's how we respond to a dying world. Yes, we can pray and we should be praying. 
Yes, we can, we can talk to the people that are closest around us, and we should be doing that. But you see the body come alive when we take all those gifts and start using them for God's glory. So here's the question again. So if you want to know how to biblically respond to today's situation, you must respond with an action that is acceptable to God. Listen, nothing less. You have to respond with an action that is acceptable to God. Before you do it, I need to look back. God, is this acceptable unto you? God, do I read about this anywhere in Scripture? Is this, is this something that you're pleased with? Next, you must respond from a renewed mind. I can't think the way I used to think and think that I'm going to respond to this. i got to respond from a renewed mind. And renewed mind only comes from God's word. Number three, I've got to respond from a position of humility, okay? It's not about you being right all the time. It's not about you knowing everything. I'm going to be humble. I'm going to listen. I'm going to hear, my bro- I'm going to hear the struggles of my brothers and sisters, not just African-American, but Caucasian, Hispanic, you know, Asian. I'm listening to all this that's going on. And then lastly, you need to respond with the gifting God has provided to you. You know, we can get ourselves in so much trouble doing things God has never gifted us to do. But if each of us will just operate in the area in the gifting God has given us, he can present this beautiful picture to a hurting world. So can we today just commit to what God has called us to do? Can we, can we, if you have never given your life to Christ, say, I want to be a part of that. I want to know how to respond. I want to know how to to have a biblical response and not my own because my thinking and my speech always gets me in trouble. I want to know how to do that. Well, listen, friend, today is the day. God is waiting on you. Give your life to Jesus. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, he helps us and he teaches us and he brings things back to our remembrance that we've learned in Scripture. That's what you want. And maybe you're a believer out there, and man, you are a solid believer, and you have been believing in Jesus Christ, and, and man, you've been walking to him, but man, you just hit this, this, this bump in the road. How do I respond to this? I want to tell you, get in God's word. Exercise the gifts that God has given you for, this, for the main purpose of people hearing about the love of Christ. That's why we do what we do. I've got one purpose. And God uses that, or uses our gifts, to execute that purpose. May God bless you, and thank you for joining us.